Hi, this is Andrew, and this is Keynote, the daily now.tv chat show with some of the world's leading thinkers and writers. Hello, everybody. It is June the 7th. 2023. It's always nice to have old friends back on the show. And my guest today is a very old friend, even if he is a still a relatively young man. Almost exactly 10 years ago, uh, my guest Trevor Trainer was on the show, uh, July 2013. How time flies, <laughs> changes in 10 years. He he just told me I look the same, which is, as I suggested to him, I'm sure what he tells all the girls. Back then, um, he had a, a freshly minted startup, if only uh, an experiential platform. And I think I told him that I would pay $500 to have dinner in his fancy home on Pacific Heights, which he never took me up on. Maybe he'll let me do that this time around. If only was backed by all the top... Angel investors, including Mark Benioff and Marissa Mayer. I'm not quite sure what happened to that. But I do know that Trevor Trainer has had quite a 10 years after If Only. Amazingly enough, he became the American ambassador to Austria in 2018, between 2018 and 2021, appointed by a certain Donald Trump, don't quite know how Trevor pulled that one off. Um, and whilst he was ambassador to Austria, he risked controversy uh, by supporting the LGBTQ community, flying a rainbow flag uh, at the embassy in Vienna. Anyway, uh, Trevor is back in San Francisco where he belongs. He and I are the last two white men left in San Francisco. And uh, he has a new thing. Amazingly enough, uh, well, probably not amazingly enough, guys like Trevor are always doing new things. He is now the founder and CEO of a company called uh, Croesus, or I'm not pronouncing it right, uh, Croesus Labs, or Croesus Labs, which is uh, uh, a Web3, all-you-can-eat, digital coin, uh, app X product, which we're going to get to. So, Trevor, welcome back. Thank you. I, I have to admit, I'm rather insulted. It's taken you 10 years. What, what have you been doing these last 10 years? <laughs> well, amongst other things, that last company you mentioned, if only, I sold to a small company called MasterCard. Um, ah, and yes. it now powers their global priceless platform. Uh, so that ended well. And it's really made an impact at, at MasterCard. So uh, yeah, I have some that. friends at MasterCard. I wonder if some of the money you got for that was ended up in Donald Trump's pocket, which enabled you to become the ambassador in Vienna. How did you pull that one off? Well, it was an interesting thing. So the first thing is that uh, when I was a very young boy, my grandfather was also ambassador to Austria. So I grew up understanding the role, and I also had a degree from Oxford in international relations. So that sort of thing was a bit of a passion for me beyond technology. And uh, yeah, I was... a certain no, political philosopher once wrote, Trevor, history repeats itself first as tragedy and then as fun. Or at least it might be rhyming here. Right. So I uh, um, 
I also was friends with uh, a young gal called Ivanka, who I had known, you know, from growing up. And I actually hadn't donated to Donald Trump, but uh, but I knew Ivanka and also Peter Thiel was one of my investors and was heavily involved in the transition. And so they came to me and they said, we're looking for good people and you have this history and would you want to serve the way your grandfather did? And I said, would I? It would be the adventure of a lifetime to serve my country. And I was unanimously confirmed by the U.S. Senate and off I went. And how'd your wife feel about it or your family? I know your wife is grand uh, adventure. A, a, a very, Napa very wine happy. family. So did, did was she happy to get schlepped off to Vienna from San yeah, Francisco? Believe it or not, her uncle was for six years ambassador to England. I don't know if you've watched that show, The Diplomat, but he lived in uh, Winfield House. And so she knew the who role. Was, well. Who was her grandfather? It was her uncle. Who, uh, who was that? His name is Charles Price. Um, so he was actually in Brighton during the bombing and there at Lockerbie, and, you know, crazy, crazy years. Uh, but but she understood the role. And, you know, I've always want to serve the country um, and everyone does what they can. So uh, it was uh, so it really was a grand adventure. Quite a 10 years. You sold your company to MasterCard. Then you became U.S. ambassador to Austria. And now you're following up with this um, Croesus Labs thing. Tell me a little bit about this super app that you're developing now. I know you've raised quite a lot of money. You started it about a year ago. Well, I um, when I came back from Austria, I started doing a lot of investing, including a lot of investing in the Web3 space. And I was impressed by how many things were being done well, a lot of DeFi stuff, you know, bank to bank protocols, things like that. But I kept going back to where is the great consumer tool? You know, all these wallets and things, people were terrified of them, that they terrified they'd lose their password, get locked out, send something to the wrong address and have no recourse, you know, way too complicated. And uh, it struck me that there was a glaring lack of a true consumer wallet, a true consumer tool that anyone could operate that had, you know, the same safety and reassurances of, of the top uh, first generation tools, but that was built for a broader audience and, and, a better a better way in fact you know the web 3 now reminds me sort of of web 1 before aol came out you know people uh, yeah, to, um half half serious half joking trevor we joked earlier that you were the last white man or the last man left in uh, san francisco i wonder if you're the last tech person to be using the term web 3 isn't it a bit out of fashion what do you mean by it well, you know, I like the term because it's broadly, it, it encompasses a lot. You know, when you say crypto uh, or something like that, people think very narrowly about maybe speculation or, um, and, you know, what dazzles me is the blockchain, is this concept of a universal ledger. You know, I can already see it's literally going to change everything in every industry. Uh, it's going to be uh, just it's so much of a better mousetrap and people will need a tool to leverage that. What, right? Why? Uh, well, we've we've done many shows, not really recently. It's a bit out of fashion, especially now with the mania over AI and chat GPT. But um, 
No, Dan, Don Tapscott, my old friend, is probably the most articulate um, pioneer and prophet and evangelist of, of blockchain. But what is it for you that makes it such a killer uh, technology? Because it just does something fundamentally important so much better. Um, so it doesn't matter if you're talking about tickets, loyalty programs, title to goods, contracts, transactions, when there is this sort of, uh, you know, immutable ledger where uh, you can put something on this ledger and it's known to all, you cannot deny it, you can't pretend it didn't happen, you can't misplace it, uh, it's immutable um, and it is uh, everywhere. That is such a fundamental improvement, you know, when you talk about so many things that impact our lives and you look at, you know, credit card companies starting to put transactions on the blockchain, ticketing, you know, which can't be forged or, or, or uh, you know, there's just a million uses. Title, I mean, title exists for very few things right now and yet ought to exist for many things. It's, it's going to transform many industries. And yet, we've heard that for a while. Uh, obviously, Web3 is most closely associated with crypto. We've had the Sam Bankman-Fried fiasco, many other fiascos. The headlines today are about Coinbase now. It sounds to me like SC the SEC are going to make it very hard for Coinbase to continue to do business in the United States. How fearful are you? of the complete and utter collapse of the crypto business. I mean, I'm not sure whether you even consider uh, Croesus to be in the crypto business, but it can't be good for you, is it? You know, uh, it reminds me a lot of the early days of Web 1, uh, which unfortunately I'm old enough to recall. But in those early days, it was all about you know, this World Wide Web, it's for fraud and pornography, and you would never put your credit card on the World Wide Web, it'll be stolen, and it was dark web, and it was very much doom and gloom, and this thing is never going to be good for anything. Uh, and I see, you know, similar patterns here where uh, the headlines tend to be rather grim. Uh, but, um, you know, in talking to lots of different kinds of companies and businesses, um, they're all uh, dabbling because they see the utility. And that, that's what tells me that this thing is is for real. So explain for most of our audience, we're not on TechCrunch anymore, um, Trevor. So we have a, a less techie audience, although we have some tech people. Explain for non-tech people why they would ever want to use Croesus, what it does that has value for an ordinary person these days. Well, I'd use two analogies. So um, right now, if you want to operate on the blockchain, operate in the world of crypto, you probably need multiple tools. And many of those tools don't even work well on your phone. You need a computer for them. And they are very complicated, which means you have to have these backup and recovery phrases and passwords. And if you get locked out, if you lose any of these things, you're locked out forever without recourse. And so even people who are very knowledgeable are kind of terrified, right? So the first thing is creating what we call a super app. Super app means lots of different tools rolled all into one for the convenience of the user, but made way more easy. 
so that you can do anything you want on the blockchain with this one tool and putting that on your phone in your pocket so it's with you wherever you are no matter what you might uh need so that that you say what you might need i mean g- give me some uses in june 2023 of 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 how someone might need this app. I mean, we've got credit cards. Yes. Cash we're not using much. Cash seems to have been killed by COVID. <laughs> um, but, you know, well, I've got all my apps on, on my iPhone. Um, we got Apple Pay now. How, 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 what value? What, what, what can't I do these days, an ordinary person, that your, your super app will, will enable me to do? Is it well, spending spending crypto, whatever that means? Because people often say crypto isn't even a currency. Um, so the, the short answer is you can hold any Web3 asset with increases, any kind of crypto, any kind of NFT or digital item. It's the perfect repository for all of your crypto things. And anyone can download it in the App Store. You just find Creases Super App in the App Store. It's easy to download. You don't need to have gone to MIT. Um, And then uh, you're in and you can either receive, move, or purchase any asset through Creases. Then once they're in there, any... uh, crypto asset like Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever, you can do all the things like swapping, staking to earn interest that you would do anywhere else. Um, if you have NFTs or, or digital assets, we're the best place. We have every kind of player. We know the difference between an audio clip, a video file, a static thing. Um, and that's just today. But soon, a lot of your important documents, your important um, things will be put on the blockchain, your birth certificate, your driver's license, uh, your will, your, and you're going to want to store and archive and share those things securely. So this is sort of, I, I always say, if you look at the web one and web two, you know, the key uh, tools were either the browsers or then later the search windows. For Web3, the key tool is the wallet. And that's what we're building is the first true consumer gateway, not just for for everything that you'll see today, but very soon your tickets will be NFTs, your loyalty points you'll hold in a crypto wallet. All of these legacy things are going to move to blockchain. I have to admit that that makes a lot more sense. I mean, we did some shows on NFT with Edward Lee, one of the world's leading authorities on NFTs. But rather than, would it make sense, um, Trevor, rather than thinking of what you call Web3, um, and and the products or apps that you store on your super app as currencies, it's forms of identity. So this super app is where we store identity, not necess- our identity, not necessarily our sources of exchange. That's genius. We actually bill ourselves as sort of your hub of identity. So you're exactly right. And more and more in the future, all of our things that we buy or earn or are will be assets that will control and decide when and how we share. Yeah, that makes um, a lot. I love the the example. In our our age, Trevor, you don't need 
me to tell you this of fake news and of anonymity and of people pretending to be people they're not and of AIs which are claiming to be human and they're not. I assume that this could, or products like Croesus, could form the foundations of a trustworthy web, which at the moment is not trustworthy. A hundred percent. That's a great insight. And AI makes Web3 more important because validity and verification are going to become increasingly uh, significant in this world. Uh, And so absolutely, you know, your identity, the things that um, make up your profile, those need to be validated uh, and, and verified. You, as you suggested earlier, are a uh, very experienced in the web economy. You were around a web one, so was I around a web two. You had successful <laughs> companies for both. You've raised 25 million, which to most people would seem quite a lot of money, but it isn't very much these days, especially mm-hmm. for a, an ambitious startup like that. What can you get? What have you done with the 25 million? Uh, and, and I assume if you're going to pull this thing off and, and build this super app that becomes the foundations of identity, you're probably going to need 25 billion rather than 25 million. (laughs) Well, I remember my first company, which I sold to Microsoft, we raised $5 million and that felt like a lot of money to me. Um, And those were the days. Uh, But the, the short answer is I view wallet right now as very similar to the early days of mobile, right? In the early days of mobile, everyone thought they should just have their own interface. Every cell phone company, every every, uh, technology company had a proprietary mobile interface. And pretty soon they realized, whoa, that's actually pretty hard and it's not really our specialty. And then eventually you had this world where Apple and Google invested in the, the primary interfaces, right? And so wallet is much the same. There's dozens and dozens of wallets right now, but most of them are very specific. I, I use the analogy of like mushrooms that grow after a heavy rain kind of overnight. And there are you know, six dudes running them or a bunch of crypto bros on an island in the Caribbean avoiding taxes. And that isn't really long-term sustainable. You know, we... like Sam Bank. Uh, did you know Sam Bankman? <laughs> do you know Sam Bankman Free? That's what he did, didn't he? Uh, something like that. But so we're a hundred people, and we're only focused on wallet because to do wallet well and over time, as it becomes increasingly important, you really have to invest in it. We have you know, 24 hour customer service, like a physical headquarters, we're findable, we're not hiding on that proverbial Caribbean island, notwithstanding the great weather they they may enjoy, and uh, so on and so forth. You have to build it as a reputable business from day one and over invest in support and in security and, you know, because you cannot get these things wrong. And that's why to do something, you know, if you were going to build Google or the portal or gateway of earlier things, you you wouldn't skimp on stuff like that. And we haven't skimped on anything. We're, we're building a bulletproof enterprise scale long-term solution i wonder though whether you skimped on words on language you talk about this thing as the first crypto and nft wallet 
But when I think of a wallet, and I'm going to hold my, my wallet <laughs> from my desk, when I think of a wallet, I think of a little thing where I store my credit cards. What you're doing isn't really a wallet. Are there other words we might use, or do we need to reinvent, or to, do we need to invent a new word to describe this place where our, our identity lies on, on, on the digital platform, Web3, whatever you want to call it? I think there's probably a better word, you know, a repository. We actually have within our app uh, something we call the vault. It's it's rolling mm -hmm. out in about three weeks, vault. which is like a hardware level security without the hard. You know, right now you can pay 150 bucks and you can actually set up a device uh, that you put your your crypto assets on and then you hide it away and has it has a password. Um, but, you know, those kinds of terms, I think, are um, you, you, we can debate them, but it's a place where you keep all your stuff uh, and where you manage that stuff. Right. Where you keep all the stuff that's important, your air mile miles to your license. to your Yeah. And, you know, I love the example of iTunes. Right. We all were buying songs that we thought we owned. And then right. one day Apple changed the model and it's like, whoa, I can't take all that music out of Apple and enjoy it anywhere else. I thought I owned it. Right. And so we're moving into this world where people are starting to say either through my money or my attention or my effort, I earned all this stuff and I want to hold it myself. I don't want you to hold it in your proprietary domain I want to have it in my domain. And that's, I think, what's going to fuel the, the kind of continuation of this blockchain Web3 revolution. You're working with Amazon. Amazon, of course, is one of the stars both of Web1 and Web2, one of the few companies to have survived Web1. Um, lots of other companies could be doing this. Uh, you, you mentioned you sold your company, your first, uh, the, the company we talked about, to MasterCard. There are all sorts of tech companies that seem well-placed to do this wallet, uh, PayPal, for example. What, what is the state of this market? I mean, it makes sense what you're doing, but I'm assuming many other people are doing the same thing. It's so obvious that I can't believe more people aren't doing it. If you think about Silicon Valley, which are the largest companies? They are the ones that are the gateway, the consumer gateway to their platform, whether it's Google or Apple or go farther back, you know, um, Facebook, et cetera. And so clearly the brass ring in this arena is to be that consumer portal. Um, and uh, but I think paradoxically, just as Google grew out of the 08 crisis, et cetera, that we actually are lucky that crypto is a bit out of favor right now. And the Facebooks or I guess we call them meta now, the metas and the apples that should be building this type of interface are focused on other things right now. So I actually think there is an interesting window to, you know, to punch through and, and be this. And, you know, people say to me now, like, aren't you sad you didn't decide to go into AI instead of crypto or Web3? And I say, absolutely not, because the winners in AI will be the existing 800-pound gorillas. It'll be the Microsofts or the Metas or the Googles, because it's so capital-intensive to have the servers, to have um, the data scientists, et cetera. But in Web3, it's sort of like a, an open land grab right now. 
Maybe an alternative word to wallet is bank. I mean, what you're trying to do, it seems to me, is build an identity bank for uh, the Web3 world. Banks, of course, make their money in all sorts of interesting ways, some controversial. What's the business model for Croesus? Or are you going to tell me that you don't need a business model at this point? I'm not going to tell you that, but I'm going to say in Silicon Valley, you don't want to say bank right now, since they seem to be failing at an alarming rate. Well, you don't want to say Web3 either, so that would really <laughs> horrify people. I think if you call yeah. yourself uh, an identity bank, a Web3 identity bank. I think if you say Web3 bank, on. everyone will go running from, you know, <laughs> running for the doors, right? Um, no, I think that, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, a wallet or repository or whatever, I mean... Uh, Vault, an ID vault. Vault, uh, exactly. So um, we are free. So you can go to the App Store and download Creasis, and we're free to use. When you do certain transactions, there will be a charge, just like using your credit card or anything else. And then, as I say, we are rolling this Vault product out in a few weeks, and that will be $15 a month. And that is just like literally Fort Knox level security. And we're also adding a few other cool bells and whistles. Like one thing a lot of people who hold crypto assets say is if I got hit by a bus, you know, my kids would be out of luck. No one would ever find my stuff, right? So in listening to that, we're adding trust and estate features. So if you perish, your trustee will take over your um, vault and they can distribute your assets. Or even if you get, you know, disabled and someone has to pay money to care for you, no one's ever really thought through all these things. Or even just your accountant needs needs view only access to to update your uh, your records. So we're thinking about the long term here. Yeah, and another way of thinking about it is a digital passport, which would enable enable you to get out. Just as in the 18th century, no one had passports, and now we it's unimaginable to live. I mean, you could live without a passport, but you couldn't go anywhere. Presumably, there will be a need to have passports in the Web3 age. Uh, and I can also 100%. see some, some value for it, Trevor, in the AI world. You say that they exist in kind of parallel. But actually, as AI perfects mimicking you and I, the only way we'll be able to prove that we're the real Andrew or the real Trevor is with your Croesus style super app that will distinguish reality from fake. Very much so. The verified identity is a huge thing. Of course, you and I will be the only two men left in San Francisco, so you'll be able to verify us that way. But for the rest, this will be a real revolution. And yes, you know, AI is only as good as the inputs, right? So, you know, we were already seeing fake news or, or bad, uh, bad inputs affecting the outcome of, of, uh, of these AI models. So I think it's going to be a huge area. And I also just think that people are going to take control of their personal data in new ways. I think that they will, you know, be willing to share information about themselves, but in situations that they control and they authorize, uh, and they'll want something for that, I think. Did you pitch your friend Peter Thiel? Is he an investor? He's Peter's an investor. him as a great friend of democracy. I'm assuming this might also be very valuable in terms of the, the mechanics of democracy, of 
allowing people to prove that their voters and enabling democracy could be the the engine room or the the engine of democracy or at least voting systems. It's fascinating how many applications there are. And yes, I agree. And another area that I'm really obsessed with is title. You know, if you buy a car or you buy a plane, you get a title, right? Or a house, but uh, you could buy a very expensive work of art, a a Picasso or something. Like the one behind you on the screen. (laughs) Which is unfortunately not a Picasso, but uh, to your point, yes, you could buy a very expensive work of art or a, you know, GIA certified diamond. And you can't prove you own those things. You don't hold title to them, right? And if you lose the documents, lose the provenance, they're less valuable. So I think title, you know, even in California, the DMV has started experimenting by putting some car titles on the blockchain. I think that's just the beginning, the the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, you're going to put... The dark web out of business, Trevor, all the, the crypto queens, <laughs> the people stealing all the scammers in Bulgaria and Russia and China. What are they all going to do when Croesus takes over? Well, they'll go back to uh, faking Rolexes. And, and finally, you, we joked about you and I being the last two white men in San Francisco. There's certainly another important white man who doesn't like San Francisco, but might prove to be somewhat problematic for you is Elon Musk. He has endlessly promise turning Twitter into what he calls a super app. Do you see Twitter as potentially a rival is what I, I assume you know, Elon. I, is, is what he's trying to do in some way similar to Croesus, do you think? You know, um, I do know Elon and I also knew, you know, the previous regime and I kept telling them. You, you know, mean at Twitter, Jack Dorsey and all those people? Yes. And Twitter, in fact, the former CFO of Twitter is one of our investors. Um, And I kept telling them Twitter is the natural home of crypto people and Web3. It's where they communicate. And I said, you guys should be building out the ecosystem to support Web3. You know, you, you have a gold mine and you don't even really know it. But, you know, I think they were more focused on just trying to get their ad engines going. And they never they never sort of cross the chasm there, which is a pity because Twitter is such an important company and it plays such an important role, a pivotal role, really. Um, so, you know, I, I think we, we want to see something like that succeed. Well, finally, Trevor, we can't keep on meeting like this every 10 years. <laughs> uh, in June or July 2033, seems a long time. Where, where, where do you expect to be? Where will you predict you... Trevor Trainer and Croesus, uh, and then we'll we'll do another show and we'll see whether any of this becomes real. I love it. Well, you know, I really think like we're at the very earliest innings of what the blockchain is going to be, much like the very early companies of Web One, right? You know, the early days of Yahoo or whatever. And so I think there's so much to do here. I mean, I really do believe that the company that provides the tools and with the security that consumers need to manage their whole life on the blockchain, that this that's a multi-decade, very, very critical piece of the ecosystem. You know, so for Croesus, I want Croesus to be like the web browser or or uh, the search engine of of um, this new environment. And I think that um that's a multi, multi-year thing. So this is, uh, you know, for better or worse, 
this is my last company. So I do hope you'll have me in 10 years and I hope I won't be unemployed and, you know, um, and unemployable. I hope I'll still be loving Croesus. Well, if you're unemployed, I'll give you a job on Keenan. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pour your coffee. <laughs>